Hey, this is Heather. Hey, this is Liz. This is Random Randy Savage from Cult 45 Podcast. This is our book club episode where we talk about Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. All right, let's hit that music. Welcome back, folks. We are doing a book club episode this week, and we are headed back to the world's most dangerous school, Hogwarts. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm excited because we have a guest with us again. Are we going to introduce him or should we just make him introduce himself? He's been here before, so he should just jump right in and introduce himself. This is Random Randy Savage. You guys will remember Randy was with us last year when we did our Prisoner of Azkaban episode, and it was amazing. So we asked him to come back and do Goblet of Fire with us. Yes. Awesome. Now, remember that um, our technical rule is that we try not to spoil books that are coming out in the future for people that may be starting with the book club with us. Books in the past are free game. Yeah, I will bleep your ass, Randy. That's fine. Totally bleep you. Technical (laughs) rule. Gotcha. (laughs) Love them technicals. Put the air quotes on that. Yep. Did. You just can't see him because it's an audio form. <laughs> ah. Feel the wind of the dick fingers. No. <laughs> For the future, I am going to continue to call them dick fingers. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the wind of the dick fingers. The wind of the dick fingers. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, we're diving back in in our quest to make it back through the Harry Potter series as part of our book club. And we are on book four, Goblet of Fire. And again... Back to the most dangerous school in the universe. Time to crank it up to 11, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Why do people send their kids to this fucking school? I know. It seems insane that people even go there when you see, think about all of the shit they did. Can they imagine if you had some of the helicopter parents you have now? I can't imagine. It's just murder you. It's fine. It's cool. I think it might be different in an American wizard school where definitely like they would have gluten free. Uh, Butterbeer. But I think, like, because it's European, it's like, man, we don't care what happens to our children. It's boarding school. We send them away so we don't have to think about them for nine months out of the year. Let's start at the beginning, shall we? Sure. I don't remember the beginning because it was boring. Quidditch World Cup. What are you talking about? It's awesome. No, I meant the boring shit at the Dursleys beforehand because who cares? There's not as much of that this time. <laughs> no, this is the one where um, the Weasleys try to come and pick Harry up to take him to the World Cup. And they come by flu powder, mm-hmm. except Uncle Vernon has uh, bricked over his chimney, probably to keep Hogwarts owls out. <laughs> so they like blow up the house. All the brick into yep. the living room. They're like, we've come in muggle clothing to pick up the boy and go. Again, it's just like, I find this throughout all the books, especially up till now, wizards have this thing where they just don't accept logic. Like they don't, mm-hmm. they have this problem where they're just like, oh no, they'll figure it out, right? There's, We don't need to do all that. Where you could just had literally wrote a line coming by flu powder. Right. Next Saturday. They literally said, we're coming next Saturday to get you. Okay. They never wrote down, we're coming to get you by flu powder. Harry would have been like, oh, shit. Our fireplace is covered. Maybe we should fix that. Issues, issues. Yeah, Yeah, bring the car. Bring (laughs) the car. I think the car is living in the woods. Try a port key. 
Right, portkey would work. Yeah, so anyway, they come and they take Harry and, you know, the the Dursleys are just glad to be rid of him. They just don't even give a shit anymore. And uh, so they go back to the burrow. Then they start getting ready for the World Cup Mm -hmm. because the poorest family in the wizarding world would totally have tickets to the World Cup. Apparently they were gifted to them. Yeah, it's it's part of the government package. (laughs) Instead of healthcare, you get tickets. (laughs) <laughs> well, it was a gift for doing something in the ministry. And I was thinking the whole time, like, if you worked for the United States government and you took a gift this valuable, mm-hmm. you would get your ass thrown in jail. You yeah, could not do yeah. it. Depends on who you are. Depends on who you got the gift from. Yeah. Okay. If I worked for the government, which I have done, and I took a package like that, it would be a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> okay. People, that not so much. Sense, yeah. Yes. They, they frown upon that. Yeah, it's called bribery. <laughs> Wait a minute. This contractor is taking you out for a very expensive luncheon? Mm-hmm. No. Like, meh. No, no, no. He's not a contractor. He's a lobbyist. Oh, that's fine. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, totally all fine. okay. Yep. Totally fine. No worries. So, yeah, then they have to go via port key because mm-hmm. only a couple of them are old enough to apparate. They go to the port key place and they meet up with Amos and Cedric Degree, which yep. if you guys don't know in the movie is played by Edward Cullen. So, you know, good times. Yes. Robert Pattinson for those of the non-vampire persuasion. <laughs> The Batman. The Batman. All right. So anyway, so they take the port key for the first time to the World Cup, and then we find the tents of enormous size. I want one of these tents for traveling. That'd be great. Oh, I know. That was handy. And then I'm like, why is the burrow such a piece of shit? Why don't you just put a tent in the backyard? (laughs) Right. I was thinking that too. Or why don't they put that same spell on their fucking house? Maybe it just only lasts for a certain amount of time. Like just one long weekend is all it will last for. I don't know. Yeah. I buy that. Still sounds better than living on the 17th floor of the borough. So we find the big tents and then we immediately skip to the game. Well, we do need to talk about the port key and how it is because it it does come into play later in the thing. And so a port key is just some random piece of shit that you can just grab and it just (laughs) throws you somewhere else in the world. Mm. And, you know, they're like, we just make it look like trash so muggles don't run across it. But, you know, some people pick up trash. Right. (laughs) Why am I now in Ireland? What happened? (laughs) It just seems like a bad idea. It was pretty awesome, though, the the description of how the Quidditch World Cup was. It sounded like a lot of fun. I did like also that family members were rooting for different teams, and they didn't hate each other and scream and yell at each other. You notice that? All the Weasleys you think would root for Ireland, but no, some were rooting for the Bulgarians. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's nice. Ron Weasley had a total hard-on for uh, Victor Crumb on the mm. Bulgarian yeah. team. BT Dubs, the guy that plays Victor Crumb now, super hot. Just just throw that out there. Hmm. I could yeah. say that not about the- most of the Harry Potter cast, though. Not all of them, though. No, not all of them. <laughs> A couple of them have gone the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. Ripper Grant, though, he is opposite. He did go in the wrong direction. <laughs> I think he I think he drives an ice cream truck now. So. Yeah, he's an ice cream man. Hot ice yeah, cream man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not good for the ice cream. <laughs> so anyways, now we're at the Quidditch World Cup, and they have a box up with the Minister of Magic mm-hmm. again for reasons. Yeah. And uh, also Draco and uh, Lucius Malfoy have seats there as well. And uh, we get to meet Winky, the house elf, for the first time. Yes, we get to meet another house elf, one that is not neurotic, 
as at least it doesn't sound like she is. She's Winky, and she was there at, for her master, and she mentioned that she was nervous because she doesn't like heights. This is when Hermione starts getting really agitated about house elves. This, she, this whole book, she just spends her time worried about the house elves, and she's like, how could he send her up here to hold his seat when she's afraid of heights, and then he never showed up? How horrible! It is kind of a dick move if he knows that she's afraid of heights, but if she's only supposed to always say yes and, you know, whatever. Maybe she never mentioned that she is petrified of going up there. Well, he never showed yeah. up, so who would ever know? Mm. Yep. So then they just kind of speed through the actual World Cup because nobody cares. Yeah. It's, yeah. again, yeah. it's a book. Fictional it's a game. game. Fictional you book. Know, <laughs> I was very upset when the Bulgarians lost. Very upset. I had money on them. I should have read the book first. And then all hell breaks loose. People are shouting and they, oh, the Irish have really tied one on because racism and uh, everything's exploding. There's fireworks and there's people being set on fire and muggles being thrown in the air. And then we get Death Eaters. Yes. During this time, somehow Harry got lost. Oh, he always does. He always yeah. gets knocked out. You ever notice that? This kid cannot stay conscious at all. It moves yeah. the plot along, I guess. <laughs> Like, things happened, you didn't see them. It's like, what if we just blacked out for two pages here? <laughs> right. Yeah. Everybody's gone. The only person that's still there is Harry. Um, and somebody conjures the Dark Mark, which apparently is the super scary symbol that Voldemort uses. Apparently, after they kill muggles, they like to, you know, spray their seed on the sky right there. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Insult to injury, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so now the Dark Mark has been conjured, which, of course, Harry knows nothing about because he has not read Hogwarts a history. So they find him. Then they find Winky, but Winky's passed out. And she's got Harry's wand? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. So what happens is, like, <laughs> when the Dark Mark is conjured, all of the auras show up all at once. And, like, good cops, they all surround the villain and shoot towards the center because mm -hmm. that's how things get done. <laughs> Somebody will catch him. Right? But because they're like they're so circular, that shoots everything around it and then knocks out Winky because yeah, she was hiding in the bushes. But you notice those spells only go to the middle of that circle. They're never knocking each other out. And just yeah. Oh. They're like, Did you do it? Did you do it? He's like, Do what? Like literally, yes, I would be the person. I will be the person to summon Voldemort. That's yeah. gonna happen. But um in the movies they were just like, They're just kids. They won't right. do it. I'm like, right. um, kid, kids do shitty things all the time. So, <laughs> yeah, but I think you had to know how to do stuff. Like, you couldn't just put it up there. I don't know. So they acted like it was a very, very difficult incantation to figure out. But apparently, a house elf could do it, and it's fine. Yeah, as long as she had a wand, apparently. Which is also stupid because we already know that house elves don't need wands. They no, magic. we don't. We do not know that. No, we do. Because we learn from Dobby that house elves have their own form of magic in Chamber of Secrets. Yes. I, I guess he did, did drop that cake on ago. somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we get the full extent as to what they can do or whatever. He made a pudding float through the air. He conjured a <laughs> bludger to attack Harry. He Yeah. He did do that. He made all of his yeah. emails or letters disappear. Good point. Good Hacked point. his email account. Hacked his email account and told him it was, you know, Benghazi. <laughs> yes he's like you shouldn't make your password one two three four five right <laughs> so anyway they leave the uh thing and harry gets his wand back but they're still like giving him the eye mm -hmm. we also learn an interesting incantation uh priori incantatum mm. oh good call randy yeah. yeah i forgot about that and what does that do 
So it basically it's a refresh button that like on a <laughs> wand that tells you what happened last. Like it can conjure up the last two, maybe four spells that you've casted. Backspace. Backspace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's that's cool. We can go through your wand's history. <laughs> Browser history. <laughs> clear the browser history. Yeah, you need to clear that cache. Wizard's wand history. Mm-hmm. Engorgio! <laughs> <laughs> Google already knows about Priori Incantatum because they have it all in their databases. Mm-hmm. We're good. Mm-hmm. Incognito knows so many things. No. <laughs> so they go back to the burrow. I guess. Yes. Yeah, I guess Mrs. Weasley went to Diagon Alley to get everybody's school shit and uh, apparently got into his vault because yeah. r- reasons? Magic. Well, it's goblin magic, though. Goblin, yeah. Apparently the goblins are like, yeah, that's cool. We're good. <laughs> They're like, we don't fucking care. So Miss Weasley doesn't get to go to the Quidditch World Cup because they're going to let her kids' school friends go. And then on top of that, she has to go to Diagon Alley and buy all of their shit for them and run all of their errands. It was like, that's bullshit. She's just like, I just want five minutes alone without one of these damn redhead kids bugging the shit out of me. And she was going to get a whole week if the match went on that long. So why not? I got to admit, I'd probably stay home. <laughs> it's a chance to have an empty house. Everyone's gone for God knows how long. Yeah, I'll stay home. So Ma, I'm going to take all the kids. For this week-long football game, you in? You can help us cook and clean like you normally do here. Or you can just stay here and do that stuff. What do you want? Yeah, yeah. I'm out. I'm out. (laughs) Good point. Good point. So let's just, I mean, let's jump back to them getting to school, right? So they go to school to start the year. And Dumbledore gives them some exciting news during the first thing that they are going to host the Triwizard Tournament. And visitors from other schools will come. Yes. So- I really wish this is one thing that the movie did way better than the books was the introduction of the other schools. Don't you think? <laughs> oh, yeah. The movie was great on that. Huh. Yeah. So oh, here's a question. Are there no boys at Bobaton? Because there seemed to be in the book. But in the movie, in the movie, it was all all Vila girls. Yeah. In the book, they were co-ed. Yeah. There were a few Bobaton males. I think Parvati Pertil runs off of one in the book later on. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Well, could you well, blame her? <laughs> I hate dances, so I'm like, yeah, sit the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Quidditch is canceled for the year. Boo. <laughs> but we're going to make this tournament where everyone could die. Yay. Like, what? And since everybody can die, we're going to just add a, a legal obligation here that you have to be uh, able to enter into a contract in order to join the group here. Yes. A legally binding contract. A magical binding contract. Yes. yes. But my question is, if you have to be 17 to sign into magical bindings, how do we accidentally bind a 14-year-old to it? Yes. And, uh, well, they do explain how they were able to bind him to it. Well, I know how they got him in there and hoodwinked the cump, but how can they possibly make it stick? I agree. So the contract doesn't have the age restriction the magical line around it was that was it the so it was like it was like the bouncer would let anyone in that was 17 but the bartender would let anyone who was inside the building drink i <laughs> see i would totally put the name of, of a kid i didn't like i'd have been putting malfoy's yeah. name in there like 25 different times like just do it kill him my kill him. question is what stops harry from just going well i'm gonna do the piss poor job and not win 
Right. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, like, I don't have to participate to my fullest. I could just not try. (laughs) I think the the answer to that is simple because not trying usually equates to death in most of these situations. But it's like, you could just as easily wait. Like, no, no, I'm out. I quit. (laughs) It's like, are you going to let me drown? Because I'm kind of good with that. Fine. Then that's on Dumbledore. (laughs) He's going to make this stupid contest. Pull them out. There's an intrinsic problem with joining a contract that you did not sign up for. So it's not that you have to do it. It's like, so if I drove past a car lot and suddenly they're like, here's your car and you're paying for it now because you joined a magically binding contract. That's not how it works. Two people have to know what they're doing before they can join a contract. Well, it's like my little sister when I was younger going in and cleaning out my closet and then acting like I owed her money because she cleaned my closet that I didn't ask her to clean. Yes. This is just a big loophole. And then also the magic line, okay? Mm-hmm. The first thing you'd be like, oh, did you let somebody else put your name in the like, goblet? And, I'm and like, the yeah. Weasley twins are like, w- would that have worked? Like, Apparently Dumbledore knew that it could work. <laughs> He's <was laughs> like, you let an older student do it for you? No. Oh, was that a thing? <laughs> right, exactly. Why did we get beards for a week then? That makes no sense. Because, like I said before, wizards have this thing with logic where they're just like, well, that doesn't make any sense, so I'm not going to try it. And it's just like, yeah, why wouldn't you just get an older student to cross the line and drop your name in? And they're like, well, obviously Harry's lying. He's he's lying. And I'm like, well, okay, you are magical people. There's literally an elixir he can drink right now that will make him only <laughs> tell the truth. But he's but Snape's standing right there and he knows. <laughs> he's been looking to poison him for years. He's been looking Fine for a way him. to get this guy to be like, oh, t- tell the truth. I just oh, do it so fast for me. <laughs> Are we not at all concerned about the the level of sentience on this cup? Because it seems to have a mind of its own. It's very weird. We have had that talk. It's fine. It doesn't seem to know the difference between try and quad, but whatever, other than that. Well, and other things like Moody, let's call him the Moody. The Moody even says, uh, only an incredibly powerful confundance charm could confuse the cup. What? Which I thought was actually like the most... This the, the most juiciest thing. It's like, what's the best way to throw suspicion off of you? Reveal the entire plan all at once. This is how it happened. <laughs> I this is the only did. way you could do it. <laughs> how would you know the how they would do it? I know how dark widgets think. <laughs> because I am. Because one. I uh, hunt them. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> right, Severus? We did forget yeah. to mention Alistair Moody, who is an Auror, which we learn is a dark... A wizard catcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just mention it like in like passing, like it's not important. They're like a cop. Yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, and he's he is taking over the defense against the dark arts role because that's a good idea. They should really just cancel that class or call it something else. No, that's a good yeah. idea. If we're having a class called training to fight evil, best to have a guy whose job is to f- to fight evil. Sounds like a good win to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why an order is not in there every year. Right. I thought his logic was sound, especially if it's like, hey, I'm going to show you. 
the three curses that you will go to jail for. And I'm going to do them right in front of you with the spider or whatever that crest. Because it's totally legal for me to do them right here in a classroom. That just sounds like your uncle showing him your gun. Like, here's the gun I have. I'm going to show you how it works. But you're not supposed to touch it. Don't touch it. Don't put the bullets in like this. Here's where the gun lives. Here's where the key is. But don't you ever touch them. This is only for defending your rights on your property. (laughs) I do like that he's like also mentioned only one person's ever survived this particular curse. He's right over there. Everybody stare at him. He was an infant. <laughs> he was a you baby know. and he's better than everyone already. Yeah. Nobody knows how it worked, but he did it. So, you know, I guess he passes the class. The other question I have is like, no one else decided to question Longbottom, really? Neville. No one asked, no one asked Neville, huh. how the fuck do you know about a Cruciatus curse? You right. know, Jack, yeah. shit. How do yeah. you know this? And it's like, oh, well, my parents were driven insane by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. It's in the movies. This this particular part is where kind of they fatten Neville up to make him look ugly because he was starting to get skinny. Oh. Yeah. Yes, he had the fat suit and the buck teeth, and the fake so teeth, bad. the fake oh. teeth. Yeah, poor little guy. They made him ugly. They uglied him up. You know what? You, you're you're less than thirteen. You don't need to be good looking. It's fine. <laughs> it's your turn to learn. <laughs> yeah. So a man Moody. So he has some interesting um, teaching tactics. So mm-hmm. and body parts. Yep. Yes, and body parts. He's got the weird eye that can like see everything. Magical eye. Magical. Yeah. Get a stump leg. Can see through everything, yeah. even a cloak of invisibility that was made by. But <laughs> 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 <And> it's it. <laughs> yeah. He can yes. see right through it. We find out some other fun things about Mad Eye Moody as we go on through the book. Like he turned Malfoy into a ferret for trying to use his wand on somebody with their back turned. That was awesome. Because that's a dick move. Yeah. So my favorite is where they're like, surely you aren't uh, transfiguring a child to <laughs> use it as punishment. Surely Maybe. Dumbledore told you you can't do that. And he's like. Oh, I might have mentioned it. And it was like, really? That had to come up in, <laughs> I in conversation? Yeah. I know. Who was like, okay, by the way, uh, yeah. he never turned yeah. students into ferrets. I just feel like yeah, that's yeah. spanking and then like for magic people. So that's just a thing that happens. Oh, and it's it could like, be. <laughs> Dumbledore had to sit him down and be like, listen, it's a new age. I know you're from the old school, but you really <laughs> can't be just like turning kids into things. Please. <laughs> Yeah, they need to remain kids while they are. I can't have the parents board coming down here talking about how their kid ended up as a cat. <laughs> Especially not that damn Malfoy kid. Yeah, he already lost yeah. us our best hippogriff. Yes. All right. I just wanted to mention the transfiguration of Mister Malfoy because that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And you know what, though, good on him because it is a very good point. You don't um, aim your wand at somebody with their back turned. Not cool, dude. Yep. Yeah. You shoot them face in the face. Face to face. Exactly. <laughs> Give them the opportunity to duck or shoot you back. Or you okay. shoot a young girl in the mouth and her teeth grow too long. Oh. Oh, yeah. We forgot about that. I was when so does bad. that happen? That hasn't happened yet. It happens a little later. Oh, okay. It's coming, though. It's coming. So, anyway, now we've got our, our four champions. We have Fleur, and we have Victor Crumb, and we have Cedric Diggory for the Hufflepuff, and now we've got poor Harry, who is a foot and a half shorter than all of them. Mm-hmm. We also got to experience 
Ron being a complete douche canoe right around. Yeah, Ron's got issues. Kids and hormones. I don't know what it is. He's like, ah, Harry gets everything. He gets the ability to die in front of everybody for free. Yeah, every year. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And again, we've talked about this with Ron before. You know, he's the youngest boy. His mom got a baby sister after him, and nobody cares about him. He's always they're always poor. All this stuff, and it's like you just. In your mind, you build it like when when the lottery hits that two hundred million mark. You're like, if I had that, these motherfuckers would never see me again. You know, and your mind starts to fantasize, even though you have no intention of going to buy a ticket or any of that. So, you know, you just see that like his mind has gone to these places, and all of a sudden, it's Harry again. Yeah, <sighs> it's got to be exhausting. Yeah, it must be exhausting to jump to conclusions like that. <laughs> yeah, it is exhausting. Yeah. This isn't the first time he's being a, a complete dick for no reason, so whatever. But it's the longest time. Yeah, well, I don't know. Remember in the f- Up to this point, to- this is his longest tantrum. Oh, yeah. Date. Yeah. <laughs> Till this <But> book. Gets- <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just worst. this book. I mean, every book he gets a new tantrum for some, he gets some stick up his ass for some stupid reason. Mm-hmm. So. And it's like, Harry is connected with freaking Lord Voldemort and keeps seeing murders in his head. But no, Ron has to be a baby because Harry gets attention. You know? <laughs> Harry's like, listen, if I could have zero attention always, that'd be great. It's like, here, we'll swap. You can have the dead parents and I will be the sixth kid. How about that? <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so uh, the first task is dragons. It was supposed to be a complete surprise. So, of course, everybody knew. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had to attack a first dragon with only a wand. And Mad-Eye Moody gets wind of it and says, you know, um, if you have some particular talents, you can always use your wand to bring things to you. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint, hint. So. He's like, anyway. but what's my talent? I don't have any talent. Yeah. I'm pretty dumb. Yeah. Honestly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if if it were possible for him to summon Hermione, he probably would have gotten out of there in half the time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Hermione teaches him how to summon things. He summons his broom, plays Quidditch with the dragon, and wins. Yay. And then he gets the egg of doom. Yes. So they have to capture this egg from the dragon. That's the task. And so they get it, and they say, oh, open it, open it. And of course, it just screeches, screams this horrible noise. So he just closes it and puts it in his trunk and like, meh. I'll get to it later. In February, mm-hmm. when the next task is. I mean, this is November. This That's three, four months away. Tons of time. So much time. <laughs> so much. It's not like we ever wait till the last minute to do anything around here. Right? No child has ever sat there and waited for an assignment to be due the next night. But in the meantime, yeah. we realize that in between the first and the second task, we are going to have the Yule Ball, which is some kind of mm-hmm. event, dance, that goes along with this particular competition for absolutely no reason whatsoever yeah but we have other people here so we're gonna dance and we need to put on our our best behavior for this but now we have to find a date Mm. yeah i think the main thing was you know they kept repeating that harry had a crush on cho right and Mm -hmm. then so they go through this whole uh he doesn't know who to ask or how to ask anybody so he asked cho and she's like ah had a date sorry my bad <laughs> so i couldn't tell if she she kept saying well she was very sorry and she was really sorry and so it was like so was harry her first choice and cedric who she did end up going with her second choice so in the last way. book they definitely had something like when when they were fighting in the quidditch match for the championship yeah. 
they were toying with each other. And that's where they first met. And like, there's even in the, there's a line in the book where it's like, Harry's heart beat twice as fast for no particular reason, even though his feet were on the ground. And it's like, oh, okay, we get it. Cause no, he's what got it, a crush. Yeah. yeah. What it says, he was getting that uncomfortable feeling near his stomach. And I was like, you mean below his stomach next to his groin? <laughs> what? I'm feeling something near my broomstick. No. <laughs> I think that it's it's one of those things where he had a crush on her and they had like a mild flirtation thing happening. But Cedric was in her own house. They played on the Quidditch team together. So she probably had a crush on him. Right. He was a, he was age appropriate for her, too, though, because she's older than Harry. Right. Yeah, I think she's a year older. Like when you're in, in, in school at that age, a year older is a big fucking deal. Yeah. It's like, you know, 25 years in after school. Yeah. You know, yeah. so chances are strong. If Harry had asked her first, she probably would have said, yeah, okay. Probably thinking that Cedric was not, you know, would never ask her in a million years because that's how girls think at that age. So she probably was sorry, but probably more because she hurt his feelings or, you know, whatever. I don't think she was gonna be like, oh, hold up, said. <laughs> <laughs> Got a no, better offer. No. <laughs> Harry yeah, Potter he just, said he'll do it. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Guess I'll just go by myself. Right. But uh, yeah, so the guys are bitching and moaning about they don't know have anybody to date. And Ron's like, oh, hey, Hermione, you're a girl. And she's like, thank you. <laughs> oh, and, and Harry, you can ask Jenny. Oh, no, Jenny's already got a date. Basically, long story short, is that uh, Hermione has a date and doesn't want to talk to them about that. And she's kind of pissed off that Ron just mentioned it at the end that he just realized that she had a vagina. He probably didn't even realize that, though, to be honest. He's not the smart one. He's the funny guy. <laughs> no, at his no. job. Yeah. <laughs> his job is not to understand things like that. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day... Uh, Harry says, oh, hey, the Patels are like twin sisters, right? Well, I'm just going to go invite them for the two of us. And Ron's like, all right, thumbs up. He's like, so. whatever. I have to wear a dress. Yeah. The other thing about it is like throughout the entirety of this series, of, of this section of the book, they have just been constantly giggling around him. Like every time he makes a move or like talks about it, like Harry says something, they giggle. And it's like, okay, we get it. You are either enjoying his company so much that it's, Feeling you with the giggles, or his fly is down and he's embarrassing himself. <laughs> Which the wearing yeah, robe, so he doesn't have a fly. So obviously it's the other one. So like we get it. If you we're gonna take you to the dance, and you're gonna be this thing, and then we're never gonna speak ever again. <laughs> we're not even gonna speak at the dance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which which sounds like junior high to me. Just gonna. It does. It does. Yep. Yeah, they're really young. So we see Ron's uh, dress robes. They kind of showed them. They alluded to them earlier that they looked very, very old and ancient, and they had ruffles and shit like that. And uh, while Harry's were new, and so they looked modern. This was like tuxedo robes versus like some sort of horrible Elizabethan yeah. getup. I don't yeah. understand this. You have magic, right? You have robes that suck. You have a transfiguration book. Yeah. Put it together. <laughs> Don't you think with seven children that Molly Weasley would have had to have some sort of magic spell for, I don't know, mending clothes, seamstress work of some sort? You could just take the fucking, you know, lace off. It's like they want to humiliate him. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely did. Because, I mean, honestly, you could you could take the lace off, dye that shit, and be like, yeah, that's good enough. I also feel like like she would have done that had there not been a, a terrorist attack at the at the World Cup. I mean, so that might have like, maybe. Off. 
but yeah, I don't remember point. Fred and George having those horrible dress robes. So well, they, 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 don't they went to the dance too. <laughs> Right. Clear. They don't Couldn't have just borrowed Bill's or Charlie's old robes? And no, no. Anyway, but yeah, Fred and George, apparently they went out looking nice. Um, Bill and Charlie were like, no, fuck you, Ron. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They don't seem like the kind that might hang on to dress robes, though. But you would think they would still be hanging around the borough somewhere. Yeah. I think Bill would have some at least because he's a like for his first job in the bank, he'd have to wear something like a suit. I know. Like, Bill, if you're so cool, maybe like. Help a brother out. Clearly. <laughs> so they go to the ball and it's completely boring, uh, except that Hermione shows up with Victor Crumb and that just melts Ron's brain. Yeah. Because not only has he realized that Hermione is in fact a girl, but also I think I might like her. But but he never he I, actually I don't think he recognizes that. He's like, you're going out with the enemy. This from the guy who's got a Victor Crumb little miniature walking around in his pocket all the time. Ew. <laughs> he is not self-aware enough to know why he's so upset with her. He's, he's not smart. He's not the smart one. Yeah, so at this uh, party, we find out that Harry can only make one dance happen. They're dicks to the Patel twins. What about their dicks? <laughs> I said they are dicks to the Patel twins. Oh, okay. And then they go, he and Ron go for a walk because you do, I guess, with your boyfriend. You go for a walk in the moonlight, and they run across Hagrid and Madame Maxime, who is the headmistress for Beau Baton. And my question is, they just take the headmistress away for the entire school year, or is it a school of 12 people? Like, no sense. I don't know. I assume that these were the highest earners that could possibly win the, um, become the champion, so they'd yeah. be like the top 5%. It's like the so, Hunger Games. So at Hogwarts, Dumbledore is the headmaster, but Professor McGonagall is the assistant headmistress right especially when he goes off she's in charge so i figured they would have the same kind of administrative tower as everywhere else at a school they'd have you would think so madame and then they'd have like monsieur or he run he'd run the school <laughs> while she was out doing this thing yeah yeah so anyway she's huge uh in a very tall capacity and so we we bump into her and she is having a discussion with hagrid and he basically is hinting around and finally just comes out and says, well, you're half giant like I am. And apparently this is something you just don't talk about because she flips yeah. her shit. It's like, you are seven and a half feet tall. What did you think? Was, what do you think was happening here? You're just big boned? Yeah. Yes. I guess it's like if you are currently living in Nazi Germany, you don't mention you're half Jewish. <laughs> Actually, it's probably the opposite. If you're living in, if you're a, if you're, if you're Jewish and you're in Germany, you don't mention you're half Nazi. Is that no? That doesn't work either. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, essentially, this is they're like we've just decided because well, some of these people have done bad things that we're just going to just write them off forever, which is mm -hmm. what it sounds like, and that's how they act in the wizarding world is they hold fucking grudges against entire races and species yes and maybe no because okay the giants i get it i get it i we get don't it. know anything about giants at this i point. get it though hey maybe <laughs> maybe they talk about self-fulfilling prophecies here it's true maybe giants act up because you tell them what you expect of them yeah like centaurs <laughs> like yes, slytherins like centaurs 
like Slytherins. I know, like Slytherins could probably be pretty nice people, but you're like, nope, we've decided you're all assholes. You're all bad. Like Randy mentioned last time, it's because history is written by the victor. So a Gryffindor mm. wrote the book. <laughs> yeah, true. So Hagrid disappears for a while because everybody figured out he's a giant. You're 12 feet tall. Actually, one of them thinks he drank Skelly Grow. When I was like, okay. So yeah. I just thought he drank too much and got tall or did a bad engorgio. See, he did the engorgio. Yeah, he missed. <laughs> Shot his legs. <laughs> See, I love that nobody ever questioned it. They're just like, he's just big. It's fine. Hey, Whatever. You know you know what happens when a boy gets of age. He just plays with things and he missed. <laughs> There's just so much weird shit in the wizarding world. They're like, we don't know. We don't ask. It's rude. You know? Like how the how the Klingons all look different from every like season of, right. of Star yep. Trek. We don't talk about it. Like, all right, we don't talk about it. So anyways, uh, the Yule Ball is over. Nobody's speaking to each other, as tends to happen after fancy events that no one wants to really go to. Uh, but now we're we're rolling down the home stretch, getting towards that second event with this egg that nobody knows what the hell to do with it. At some point, though, Cedric figured it out. And so he does Harry a solid and mentions it to him. Well, and that was a payback. We didn't mention that. Harry actually told Cedric about the dragons because he found out that the others knew. And he didn't think it would be fair for Cedric to be the only one going in really blind, which is decent mm-hmm. of him. And so then Cedric yeah. returns the favor, but again, in the most convoluted way possible. I know. Just fucking say it. Yeah. Just Take say your it. egg to the prefect bathroom, which, by the way, you're not a prefect and you're going to get fucking busted if you're in there. Second of all... Why does anybody have to go halfway across the school to take the bath? It's a fancy bath. <laughs> this is the only time they ever even mention like bathing in the Hogwarts school. Like I yeah. just thought it just happened by magic. We just magic ourselves clean. No, they have. I guess they have showers, right? Yeah, they have bathrooms. I, I, Why would they have showers? They never talk about know. them, though. Nah, like, that would just be a different fan fiction of Harry Potter. Yeah, they got Matt yes. moaning Myrtle's uh, toilet. Basically. Mm-hmm. Do you watch uh, the prefects yeah. bathe? Sometimes. <laughs> She's like, yep. She's got nothing else to do. Ugh. She's a ghost. <laughs> She's creepy. Let her do her thing. Yeah. But so, you know, Harry's like, it's dragons. And Cedric's like, why don't you take a bath with your egg? You know, like. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not it's mer people. Like, that would have been yeah. a turnabout. So he has to yeah. go in the bathtub. And fight off Moaning Myrtle sexually harassing him the whole time. Not cool, Moaning Myrtle. Well, she's totally a pedophile at this point. I mean. Well, and she already was. She was 30 when she filmed that. Yeah, that was weird. (laughs) (laughs) So so she finally convinces him, hey, why don't you try opening it in the water, under the water? Go put your head under the water and listen. And blah, 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 mermaids. Black Lake. So he's going to have to somehow... Spend an hour underwater to find something. That's all he knows. Yeah. So they're going through all these things trying to figure out, like, how to stay alive underwater for an hour. And I love that not one of them thought about transfiguration or, I don't know, the bubblehead charm or a scuba tank. Like, they didn't think of anything. I don't know why no one decided to ask anyone else. Anyone else. Literally (laughs) anyone. They're are professors that are experts and they don't have to know they're helping you with the thing. You're like, hey, if somebody wanted to, say, breathe underwater for an hour, random question, how would one do that? I like, think McGonagall ha- would figure that out. You could have <laughs> well, just asked Flitwick, what's on the curriculum for next year? 
Right. And he would have told you, and the bubblehead charm would have been on it. Because yes. in the next book, everyone knows how to do it. <laughs> Nobody knows anything, Randy. Just say it. All of the <laughs> Cedric knows how to do it, and so does Fleur, and they're definitely a year ahead. So I'm like, but see, if they had read Hogwarts: A History or the Basic Book of Spells one through seven, like Hermione did on day one of school, they would have known that. And why didn't she know that? She should have already pre-read. Well, this is the problem when you wait till the last minute, Harry. This is all happening the night before. Mm-hmm. And he st- tries to stay up all night. And Dobby wakes him up and says, hey, this will help you breathe underwater. Here you go. I knew what the clue was the whole time. I'm just a, I'm just an asshole. Have some gillyweed. Oh, we, we just forgot to mention that we do find that Dobby and Winky both are now working at Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. And Winky is not good with it, but that's fine. Everyone no, hear Winky's that? That's strength. the wind of dick fingers over the word working. <laughs> They're not slaves. <laughs> <laughs> No, nope. certainly not. <laughs> They're not slaves. Wingy and Dobby are the only ones that are not slaves. Mm-hmm. Because but all the Dumbledore other slaves them- are like, ah, they work for pay. Ah. I know. And what I liked was that Dobby was like, well, Dumbledore wanted me to pay pay me this. And I said, oh, no. I'll just work for socks. That's yeah. way too yeah. much. He wanted to give me days off every week. But I said, no, once a year is fine. Because <laughs> okay. I'm a man of principle. so anywho uh yeah so dobby shows up and gives harry a gillyweed which will let him breathe underwater for an hour apparently exactly an hour Mm -hmm. uh which is pretty specific timing for a plant i'm just gonna say magic so then they they dive off into the black lake and what has been stolen from them what is it harry potter has to find his wheezy Uh, because they have stolen ron Hermione, Fleur Delacour's little sister, and Cho. Yes. And so, of course, Harry somehow manages to get there faster than everyone else. But he can't be content to just save his wheezy. No, no. He needs to save them all. Okay. So the gillyweed actually turns you into a fish man. (laughs) Where everyone else has to swim with normal human arms or half-transfigured fins, it's a perfect transfiguration into fish man. And he, that's how he got there first, like really fast. Faster than the shark. Faster than the shark boy. Well, he was only half a shark. He didn't transfigure himself very well. Yeah, it was some shape of water shit that he was doing down there. But we got it. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, he gets there first, rescues Ron, except he's worried because none of the other victors are around. Well, he doesn't realize that Hermione's not his. So he tries to save her. Well, he's going right? to say he wants to save Cho too. He wants to save know, them all. Crush. But yeah. yeah. He wants to save them all. And then he gets super concerned because, of course, you know, Cedric shows up to take Cho and uh, he's like, you know, tick tock. And then Victor shows up, but there's no sign of Floor and her little sister's still there. So he ends up fighting off the mer people because they're like, that's not yours. He's like, I don't care. Don't get in fights with mer people, man. They were mean. So he comes in last place, or it would have been last place, except Floor got jumped by Grindywalds or something. Grindywalds. That's what they're called. The Grindylows, excuse me. Grindylows. He got attacked by the Griswolds on their family vacation across the Black Lake. Roll them up. Yeah. So Ron was like, Obviously, they weren't literally going to let us all die, and you're a dipshit for waiting there. (laughs) And he's uh, like, oh, Mm, didn't consider that they could alter the rules and not make someone die when they didn't sign up for this. 
Hmm. They made me continue to do this stupid <laughs> bullshit because they said it was magically binding, and then they just go and lie, <laughs> outright lie, uh, mm. to us in the clue by telling him that they'll be gone forever. Should have figured it out. So he got um, he got second place, even though he came in dead last, because he had outstanding moral character. Fiber. Moral ca- fiber. Moral fiber. Good for him. So we're done with two of the three tasks. We only have one left, and he's in second place. Ooh, to- it's... But again, I'm still confused of why three different headmasters, headmistresses and masters were like, yeah, this is fine. Let the 14-year-old do this. Uh-huh. When when they literally all could have just, as you just said, these people didn't sign up to be hostages. Why, did, why would right. we yeah. just let them die? And yeah. it's like, you know what? If we're all in agreement... Let's just say Harry's not involved this year. Because that's the deal. Like, none of them wanted him to. It's all Barty right. Crouch Sr. who's like, oh, no, 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 no. He's got to got to do it. It's like, mm. I don't even know why Dumbledore let it go. He's like, you know what? Nah, you're right. Let's not do this. He's like, it's magically binding. I'm oh, like, no, no. oh, no, no, no. Should- that makes more sense now that you said Barty Crouch. Because, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, now yeah. it makes more sense. Because, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. It's a legally binding contract. He has to do this now. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I think that Dumbledore was like... I have a feeling Voldemort's behind all of this, but, you know, how am I going to get him to, like, appear? But it's like, again, if you know he's going to do some craziness, might I be like, Don't nah, let I'm him. Doing that yeah. one. Nah, nah. No, he's a legally binding contract. Show me the contract then. I also don't know, like, because everybody is so biased, right? Dumbledore's going to want a Hogwarts championship. Uh, you know, Madam, whatever the heck, is going to want a, um, a Bobaton and... uh Who's the other one? Kakaroff. Uh, Kakaroff, the get Death Eater. Kakaroff. He's going to want Crumb to win, right? So they're all going to be biased. So then going, Dumbledore's like, well, obviously Cedric won. But let's just give some extra points to the person that got dead last <laughs> place because of Morble Fiber. And they're like, yeah, that works for me. Exactly does- the right number of points to win against Slytherin for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> he probably should have just told him the truth. Hey, I think Voldemort's behind this. I need to use the kid as bait. Right. Um, so he needs to get pretty high in the standings. That's all I'm saying, because I really I really want to catch this Marlin. That's my Dumbledore theory. is a he- terrible human. Either that or he's like just playing the longest of games. Anyway, so we move past the third. I don't know what happens in between. Nobody really cares. They do some school. Most of them have stopped doing the Potter Stinks buttons. Hermione's started spew the Society oh. for the Protection of yeah. Welfare. Yeah. Yeah, and she's an she's annoying everybody to no end. Including about this. the house elves. They're like, we don't want to be part of your club. Stop we, liberating us. We ain't good. Leave us alone. <laughs> Lady, you are ruining our entire reason for being. So I don't know. So now we get up to the third task. And they're like, okay, so the third task, shrubs. Yeah. <laughs> a maze of shrubs. That's that's what you gotta deal with. But Harry actually prepared for this one because they told him like two months ago and he didn't have to think. And so I know. Like, How can oh. you prepare for a maze like a shrub, you know? And it's a maze of monsters. <laughs> yes. And more shrubs. Yes. yes. And There's mist. Dangerous mist. And the mistiest of mist. I don't know. I, I think uh, other than the port key thing, the maze thing is incredibly boring. We spent all our money on the dragons. <laughs> Exactly. Well, you know, this is another thing, though. They have 
people there watching, okay? How exciting was it to watch the fucking Black Lake just sit there still for an hour? I could see watching the dragon thing. Oh, yeah, that's entertaining. Staring at the lake is is crap. Sitting on the outside of the front of a maze? Why would you even show up for that? Exactly. Like, these are not things that you would think would be spectator sports. But uh, Harry saved Cedric again, because I think Harry secretly loves Cedric, but who doesn't? Mm-hmm. We know Cho does. Everyone does. Everybody loves some. Everybody loves them some Cedric. They keep saving each other back and forth, tripping over each other, trying to get away from the hedge, uh, the hedge of doom. And then they go. They see the cup. Oh my gosh! There's the cup. No, you take it. You take it. You were here first. You take it. I know. Let's take it together. How bored? Like how upset would Voldemort have been if it was Cedric Diggory who ended up in the graveyard? <laughs> That's what I oh, kept that thinking. That would have been awesome. This is why Hufflepuffs get such bad credit. Cedric was at the cup. You oh. deserved it. You were the true champion of Hogwarts. Harry clearly was too young. Just take the fucking cup. I don't know why he pushed out. It just drove me nuts. I don't know. Now you know a little bit about my competitive style. <laughs> I get it. I mean, I, I understand where it's like, I really wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that kid. Because, like, I wouldn't have known about the dragons. Crumb would have had me dead to rights 10 seconds ago. So right. and we had to fight the spider together. So I guess we should try and maybe, you know. Yeah, I was thinking about this because, you know, I, and I don't remember exactly how much of this was written into the book. But from the movie, there is a very, you know, there's a point right there before they get to the cup where, you know, Cedric's been taken down by this and Harry has to come back and save him. And... Yo, but he like pauses and hesitates. He's like, I thought, thought you were going to leave me there for a second. He's like, yeah, I kind of did too. And they're like, some game, some game. And that's the thing. It's like, this game is, is cruel. Like it's very, you know, it, it just turns you into a person that you don't want to be. So it's like, at the end of the day, how much of a champion are you really? If all you're doing is stepping over other people to, to win. So. That's the entire wizarding lifestyle, though. Oh, I know. Like, all they do is just step on, step over other people and are just power hungry and crazy. It doesn't sound like a fun place. I mean, other than you being able to float shit, that's kind of cool. But Well, I think that's like, why the, the, the burrow is 17 stories high and rickety instead of being a giant expanding tent. Right. Because they don't go in for all yes. the other bullshit. They're just like, hey, we just keep adding on. More, more to love. It's fine. Fine. Yeah. It's like, gotta be some form of wizard birth control somewhere, right? <laughs> Apparently not. I'm glad we went over, like, we, like, just completely glossed over the serious and the and the pensive thing. Just like, for- oh, yeah. I just don't care. <laughs> oh, it just takes too fucking long. Okay. Let's just, so we, we learn through the grand scheme of things, there is a pensive, by the way. So when you're in somebody's office, the best thing to do is stick your head in a bowl of water when they're not around. <laughs> It's not even water. It's like mercury. It's a bowl of memories. I don't know what to do here. I think I'm just going to stick my head in it. You know, that's the most logical thing to do. (laughs) You're like, it goes back. That's art. What are you doing? Could you imagine if he fell into the wrong memory? Yeah. Dumbledore has seen some shit in his life. I know. I know. Dumbledore? McGonagall? No! Oh, I'd say it's like, happened, I, but I I'd hope that it was when he looked like Jude Law. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, that is when he was hanging out with Grindelwald. Come on. Grindelwald. Yeah, that'd be some that'd be some good pensive stuff right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh only if you could get him looking like Colin Farrell instead of uh Johnny Depp. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. yeah. Uh do they have a uh, a cookie delete on a pensive? They just uh <laughs> clear your your pensive history. 
They do, actually. You can, like, scoop them up and put them in bottles. That's right. Leave them around for any weird kid to find. Yeah. The the safe search is on on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, but we do have to talk about the fact. Barty Crouch has a son. Yes. Barty Crouch has a son. In Azkaban. In Azkaban, who is a Death Eater. Was he, though? (laughs) Didn't he do the long bottoms? No. That was the Lestranges. Oh, yeah. But he was helping the Lestranges. Yeah, but was he, though? (laughs) It's like, I feel like even in the pensive, that that whole situation was like, hey, they keep calling me a Death Eater. They keep calling me a bad guy in the Slytherin. I guess that's what I'm just going to be then. It's got daddy issues, that one. A lot more of the fulfilling prophecy. Yes, I, I kind of agree. I think he was kind of looking for attention from his father, and he's like, you know what will really piss him off? Yeah. <laughs> I murder people. That'll be awesome. Can't he's help like, but look at me now, him. can you, Dad? Notice me, Daddy! <laughs> stab stab (laughs) alright so Harry and Cedric decide they are going to take the cup together yes because rules and niceness and all of a sudden holy shit it's a port key look at this weird tugging behind my belly button that's such a weird way to describe that that's weird to describe it (laughs) skyhook yeah so they just end up in a cemetery they're like wow this is a weird part of the task we did think the maze was kind of lame. Yeah. Cedric's just wandering around poking things like, what's happening? Where are we? Who's there but Wormtail? Mm. Wormtail's there like doing a little cooking. He's got his cauldron out. With a weird baby. Yeah. Hey, Harry. What's up? Hey, guy who was nice and didn't kill me. <laughs> yeah. Gonna pay you back for that. Here's my here's my lovely Sphinx cat. Baby. All right. If you don't know what a Sphinx cat looks like. You would completely agree. It's a hairless cat. Creepy, strangely winkly, hairless cat. Yeah. Also look a little like Kylo Ren. Side. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little in the face, yeah. Anyway. All right. So Wormtail's working a spell. They kill Cedric. Yeah. Well, the Sphinx cat did or something. Yeah. Just flat out Avada Kedavra's him. Just nothing he's like holding up his thing like they're gonna have a proper duel and no no you're just dead it was like oh there's no block yeah. for that that's right that's yeah. right they told us that then harry gets uh tied to a gravestone yes tom riddle the senior's grave some sort of spell cuts harry's arm up you need blood blood of the enemy abracadabra voldemort yes the sphinx cat turns into voldemort that's exactly how this story went down <laughs> <laughs> I want you guys to mind to wander right now. It's magical. (laughs) (laughs) Done. All the Death Eaters show up. They're like, hey, nice to see you. What's up, guy? We we hadn't heard you were back. It's fine. It's cool. No. Hey, man, you're back. I didn't expect the incarnation of evil to return. Okay, cool. We we good, though, right? You look great for someone that's been dead for 13 years. I'm you have to tell me your tricks. The whole time that uh, Voldemort's bitching at his Death Eaters, he realizes, oh, shit, Harry's over here. Hold on. Got to kill this kid real quick. Oh, but, he, but first, no, no, this was not quick. This is like oh. 25 extra chapters in the book. No, he's like, but before I kill you, I would like to monologue and tell you my entire plan from the moment I tried to murder you. Uh, yeah, you're right. It was a fucking ridiculous amount of time with him monologuing. So I know long. that's what villains do. And Harry just like, just kill me already and just get it over with. <laughs> I know. He's <laughs> like, I'm over this. I don't really give a fuck about your plan. 
I've been waiting to die for at least three years now. So if we could just hurry this along. But uh, so Voldemort teaches Harry the proper way to duel. You know, you bow and blah, 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 blah. So he puts a few unforgivable curses on Harry. And then they do a real duel. And so he gives the killing curse to Harry. And Harry is like, Expelliarmus. Like, just He's like, I'm wand. 14. That's all, that all I've got. <laughs> the only spell he learned. It's the only, it's his go-to. It is his go-to. It's the, well, it was like, you've been learning hexes and spells and all these things for the last three months with Hermione. And that's what you ended up with, huh? He could have at least okay. learned from Moody and like turn, tried to turn him into a ferret. It would have been something other than, uh, been uh, drop awesome. your wand. <laughs> no, he was thinking about the one person who he would li- rather switch places with right now. If he could switch places with anybody and they would have to die it would going to be Snape. And Snape, <laughs> if he was here, he would have used this curse, right. this spell, which he did in the dueling club in Chamber of Secrets. And that's yep. where he learned it. Mm-hmm. Snape yeah. gave him his go-to. But what happens, folks? Because he doesn't he doesn't unwind and he doesn't die. So what happened? Priori incantatum. Big phrase. <laughs> so basically their wands get stuck together they like connected and harry starts shooting out dead people dead ghosts yeah. all over the place you know you probably keep on going for a while since uh, voldemort did kill a lot of people but like you know you went through cedric and then you got the housekeeper uh, guy yeah and then bertha jockins yeah and then back to harry's parents so it like shot them out in re- most most recent first and then went as far back as james and he's like no no guys no, we got this no more ghosts we're good like, that's all we need. Yeah. We got shit to do. Hold on. <laughs> and then Ghost Mom says, uh, don't worry. You need to break the spell and you need to get the fuck out of here. And we'll scare him for a few minutes and and, like, and fly at him. So that'll distract him. So you just get just get gone. Like, go. Because, here, because it's a centralized theme that Voldemort is scared of two things. Dumbledore and dead people. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But then Cedric's all like, take my body back to my dad. And Harry's like, all right, I'll lug this body. Sure, sure. I'll sure. this thing. Do, does that sound like a Cedric thing, by the way? Like, he was willing to, like, give up the cup, but he's like, you know what, though? I know you're about to get killed by Voldemort, but please go to my body and make sure that you can tug it along with you wherever you plan on going. That'd be well, great. Well, he, he learned that Asio, so he just pulled the cup to him, which yeah. is probably easier yeah. and should have done that from the beginning. Yeah. It's still a port key. Why yeah. wouldn't you have just said, fuck this? We took a wrong turn at Phoenix. Let's go. Right. This is not yeah. what we stick out and explore, boys. They're like, is this still part of the game? Like, what's happening? Why are we it's here? Like, you know what? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, this is bad. I saw this place in a dream. That can't ever be good. Yes. So he does get back with the dead body of Cedric. And instead of it dropping back where the port key was, it dropped him like in front of the maze. That was in nice. front of everyone. Yeah. Which yeah. What it was going to yeah. do in the beginning. Like, uh, I think like the side journey was a thing that got added on. Ah, well, I found it interesting, though, like he's sitting there crying with the dead body. I know that he said Voldemort was coming back, but I kind of understand the skepticism. It's like, yeah, maybe you just got a little carried away. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Sure. Yeah, the dead wizard, the dead black incarnate of death came back and killed the your enemy while you were getting the cup. Sure, brah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, everybody's there. The Minister of Magic comes down. There's a boy dead. He's dead. There's, there's a dead guy. So everybody just don't panic. <laughs> oh just a dead guy. 
Keep them lying about the place. It's Hogwarts. It's not safe. Nothing to see here. <laughs> These things happen in a contest such as this that we provide for children. It's like, you never notice that the, the Tri-Wizard tournament is never for, like, grown-ups. Let's yeah. play this in school. That sounds good. Yeah. Anyway, so he gets back. Dumbledore's trying to sort things out. And he's like, just stand here. And Mad-Eye Moody clumps him off somewhere else. I'm a policeman. Everything will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Long story short, Mad-Eye has him back at the office. He's like, hey, you know, while you're hanging out in the in the graveyard and you got to see the Dark Lord, how was that? Was that awesome? He's like, I don't think I mentioned that part. Oh, gig is up. You're like, your faux glass is moving like a lot. Yeah, that would have been my first cue when he was like, did the Dark Lord punish them? Did he make them scream? <laughs> I don't know what you're into, bro, but that's not my jam. (laughs) So Harry's cowering before Moody. He's freaking out. I'm going to kill you, Potter. And the door to his classroom explodes into splinters as the fiery power of Dumbledore blasts through and his aura burns like Goku. And you... Yeah. That's what I see. That's what like, uh-huh. and then Harry's like, and then he understood why he Dumbledore was the only one Voldemort had feared because of the raw power behind him. <laughs> it's like that meme I saw on Facebook this morning. It was like, uh, you know, it's a picture from the book versus from the GIF from the movie. Oh, it's yeah. like, it's like, and Dumbledore calmly walks over and says, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? And then the movie version, like, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> like, I think we missed our stage direction here. Which one, <laughs> when I'm thinking about it, would actually make more sense to, like, choke the kid in front of the other, like, ministers, <laughs> like, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? He's obviously lying. No, how is he lying? I'm choking him to death. Right. <laughs> Go get the Veritaserum. I mean, we've got some laying about. But. Don't lie. I can read your thoughts. <laughs> I don't even know why they even bothered with the serum. Like, at that point, they know that Mad-Eye's something bad. Just wait it out. Because he wouldn't have spilled his guts. He wouldn't have gone monologuing about whys. And- <sighs> oh. It's a shame we didn't have a time turner to go back 20 minutes and get Cedric back. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna. Can I? I want to add something right here because I read like a Tumblr fan fiction, and it like was really cool. <laughs> there was a there was a Tumblr fan fiction where it's like, what if, what if it wasn't Cedric? What if it was that Slytherin that they were talking about? Like, there was a there's a point in the book where it's like, what he's from Slytherin. There's no way they're gonna let a Slytherin be the Hogwarts champion. But then the what if goes on is like, what if we did let this Slytherin, like, say his name was, you know. Zachary mm-hmm. something or other. And it's like Zachary runs through the same thing. And because as a Slytherin, his objective is to always try to win. He's ambitious. He wants to win. Mm-hmm. And he knows that Harry knows things. So it's like, what do you know? You know stuff. I'm like, well, I know about the dragons. All right. Now I owe you a favor. And it still runs the same course because mm-hmm. Harry knows. But the instead of Harry coming to him, Zachary comes to this guy. And it's like, but – when he get to the cup, it's like Voldemort says the thing, kill the spare. And it's mm-hmm. and he would have killed anybody who yeah. showed up. Everybody. Everyone. Yeah. He doesn't care. He 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 cares nothing for his death eaters. He's cared nothing for his his people. He he has no love. He is loveless. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when Harry gets back with Zachary's body, they're still mourning. There's still people who are like 
what, how did this happen? He's like, no way. And, then, and Harry tells them the story that Voldemort said to kill the spare. Mm-hmm. And then the Slytherins, who are supporting of the Death Eaters, were like, wait a minute. Man, he would just bad. kill us. He would just kill us. This is a child. This is a kid. This is one of ours. So he would just do that. And then you would see Slytherins like backing away. You would see them being Death Eaters, but being double agents. You would see them like coming back. And then there's like the, the fan fiction gets really into it. It's like, oh yeah. And then at the end, it's like, we are not spares. And the, the battle of <laughs> the battle of Hogwarts changes like drastically because, like, you know, then Harry and Malfoy like who team up and like they know about things and he tells them all this stuff and he becomes a like it's it gets come on. Oh yeah, I've read yeah. those. Yeah, it gets convoluted, but <laughs> No, no, I've read those where Harry and Malfoy get uh comfortable. But it's actually not <laughs> I, I like this one because it's like, yeah, it, that makes total sense that if anyone yeah. else had been in that situation, even even yeah. well, even a Slytherin, then they would have, yeah. you know, yeah. Voldemort wouldn't have cared. Of course, they probably would have been like, why is my dad in that circle over there in that hood? That ain't yeah, good. And that's what happens. <laughs> like, it was like, like, the kids would talk, would tell their parents, like, why are you Death Eater? Don't you know that they would have killed you no matter what? And it's like, well, the kids are mm-hmm. right. Man. And then like, yeah, from the mouth of babes comes the truth. And he's like, oh, well, I guess you're right. Maybe we should stop this. What do you say? I know, maybe it's not as cool as we thought. And it's like, he would have had <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Yeah, I think if you just look at the Slytherin, like their code and stuff, it's, it is like loyalty and determination and leader. Like these are not bad skills to have, but they've been put into that, you know, wicked wizard box for so long. Right. And they're all racist bastards. So, you know. Speaking of racist bastards, it turns out that's who Mad Eye Moody is. It's been David Tennant the whole time oh. with uh, the Polyjuice post. <laughs> I don't want him to be associated with a racist bastard. <laughs> let's, let's call him Barty Crouch Jr. rather than David Tennant. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Call him Marty Crouch. Don't you dare disrespect my doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so weird watching him play this like little evil guy. I saw this before I saw Doctor Who. So it was just like watching Doctor Who for the first time is like, why is Barty Crouch Jr. flying through time and space? That's I weird. mean, I saw this, but I barely recognized who that guy was. And then later I was like, I oh, did not. Yeah, he's in that too. Like, cool. And then when he plays Kilgrave and I'm like, oh, yeah, that, oh, <laughs> that was fucked up. So um, it turns out Mad-Eye Moody has been controlled by Barty Crouch Jr. this whole time. He's been kept in a trunk. Yes. and Because apparently you can't have Polyjuice Prosen with a dead person, which I just figured you could just collect some hair, but I guess not. Yeah, I think you have to keep collecting hair and hair dyes. So. Yeah, each potion only lasts about an hour and you need like a lot. That's why he's always sucking on that flask. Yeah. Yeah, we all thought he was a drunk, but it turns out Polyjuice Potion. If you've seen what I've seen... <laughs> I don't know why he's such a grump. It's because he's having to drink that disgusting Polyjuice potion every hour. Probably tastes like yep. old grizzled man. Oh. So they figure out that it's been Barty Crouch. Yeah, Barty Crouch has been controlling the outcome of the cup the whole time to serve his Lord Voldemort. So it's been him the whole time. So he lays out the whole plan. Oh, yeah, I I was in Azkaban, but my mom got me out and then she died. And my dad's been keeping me under the... Was it the Imperious Curse or whatever, mm-hmm. which I believe was that yeah. not also one of the unforgivable yep. curses? Yeah, but you got to be caught doing it. So he yep. kept him in the house. He's fighting it off. He was at the World Cup with Winky. That's why they were up at the top. He was under an invisibility cloak or some shit. Right. 
He's the one that stole Harry's wand, drew the dark mark, all comes full circle. Yeah. Magic. It was great that he was so convincing as Mad Eye that even Dumbledore didn't even realize. Well, that's why he also kept him alive to ask questions. Yeah. Oh, I guess he could do that. Since he doesn't have a problem with the uh, unforgivable curses. Pedio, huh? tell me about your trip to Varuba with Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that'd be awesome. Yeah, once so Dumbledore is like, hey, call the Dementors. You know, I don't like them, but, you know, I'm going to send this guy with uh, off with them. No, 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 no. That's not what he said. <laughs> it's like, tell the minister to come up here and interrogate this guy. That's what he oh, said. Oh, that's right. That's all he yeah. said. Oh, yeah. It was uh, Cornelius Fudge. But the minister's like, I'm going to bring the biggest gun I got to go interrogate this guy. That's I'm going to bring this wild hyena. <laughs> but the, Yeah, so they don't even get a chance to interview him at all. The Dementor just yeah. kisses him. Yeah, he just kills them. So now, just like uh, just like uh, Sirius, there's no corroborating evidence. It's not like we have yeah, a time but- turner that can tank back people. Right. <laughs> and and we know perfectly well that we do not believe anything that comes out of Harry Potter's mouth. The other thing was, it wasn't just Harry. Snape, no. McGonagall, and Dumbledore were in the room listening to testimony. Oh, there yeah. are three adults you, who can corroborate secondhand knowledge of what they heard. But it's fake news. It's not what we want to hear from our one news outlet. Yeah, because it's not good for the guy in office to have a panic happen. It would hurt my election, Dumbledore. (laughs) Yep. Yes, that is our hope. I have to win in Iowa to make sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like even Snape comes to his defense and it was like, look, this dick has had it out for me since day one. And he's defending me. So just... Just think about it. It could be right. true. Why would Snape tell him, you're like, look, look at the mark. It was red when you saw me. It's black now. That means he's back. Right. <laughs> so this book kind of ends on a downer, though. We've had a real death of a real student. The Death Eaters are back and Voldemort's back and nobody believes Harry. And that's just kind of the end of it. It's like the last Spider-Man film. We just don't know what's going to happen next. Do you have an internet quote for us, Heather? I do. Uh, it's from at RoxyQT. It says, self-care isn't always chocolate and Netflix. Sometimes it's getting out of bed and doing more difficult tasks like summoning a demon to help with the dishes or finding the right number of chicken bones to appease the thing that lives in the attic. So there you go. <laughs> there you go, folks. The more you know. All right, Randy, why don't you tell folks where they can find you? Sure. So I am Randy, Random Randy Savage with Cold 45 Podcast. You can find me on Podbean, mostly, uh, Stitcher, Twitcher, any of your podcatching apps or devices. If you hear me scream into the wind, you could probably pick us up that way too. Uh, we're also available on patreon.com slash cult 45 podcast. If you want to give, give us some shekels or some galleons to get to our next uh, <laughs> convention that we're working towards right now, definitely need to start working towards that more. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also on YouTube. We're trying to push our YouTube thing. We're making videos and whatnot. It's fun. Fun stuff. Cold 45. Well, we are super glad that you could be with us here again today, Randy. So thank you. Not as many spoilers as I did last time. So yay, I'm no, learning. No, no, not, <laughs> not nearly as many. Uh, all right. Well, we'll see everybody next week. Music provided by www.bensound.com 
and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. Gorgio!